and it was actually a blessing for for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was all, hold on just a moment. Okay, let's see. Can you get it though? Okay, anyway, he's trying to protect me from the gnat. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of To Have and To Hold. We are grateful to be back again with all of our listeners. We thank you for all of you joining us for another episode. So today's toast, if you have your drink, you should have your drink, you should be ready for it, is to the uplifting of restrictions. Maybe not across all states, maybe not even in our whole state entirely, but just the fact that we're headed towards some new freedom. Right. Yeah. So not completely. We haven't uplifted all restrictions, but we have uplifted some. And so we'd just like to make a toast to the freedoms that we do we, have. Yeah, we got to just take them as they come, right? Take them as they come. So praise be to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Cheers. Okay. So that said, um, this is an episode dedicated to really as we start to transition back into whatever the new normal is, is to kind of the takeaways on what we got from this time in quarantine, what we received. I know for us as a family, as a couple, we feel very blessed. Um, it, was, it was a little bit of a bittersweet because you know we're stripped of the things of our, of our normal uh, routines, of our comforts, specifically of the sacraments. Yes. And that has been a struggle and continues to be a struggle because we don't have those fully yet. But I think um, as it relates to our family life, there is definitely some, some things we wanted to be able to share so we don't lose on this opportunity to take some of those things that we learned with us. Absolutely. I think that in each situation, there is always a silver lining if we really pay attention. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And although God didn't cause this to occur, he did allow it to happen. Mm -hmm. And there could always be a greater good that comes out of it. And I know for us, just in terms of our journey as we went through this whole sh the shelter in place and figuring out as our job, you know, are we essential workers, non-essential workers, all that, and trying to manage working and, and balancing things. And you may had some sort of disappointments, but I'm hoping that during this time we can see the fruits. And we really would like to talk about the fruits, what all the goods that really just came mm -hmm. out of this. And some things that we'd like to take with us. Absolutely. So I think one of the things that we got, you know, gained from this is really an opportunity to reevaluate our priorities. Mm -hmm. You know, so the, the prioritization, and you know, I think in the Sablon household, we've always said, you know, it's God, family, and everything else. Sure. Um, but, you know, having the opportunity to really evaluate and assess is that really the case? right now. Well, what's beautiful <clears throat> about it is that in society, we're always rushed. And sometimes I feel like I'm a hamster, you know, then on this wheel and I keep going and going <laughs> and going. And so the nice thing about the shelter in place mm -hmm. is that it really forced you to pause. Mm -hmm. And the pace was almost to a near halt. Mm -hmm. And it was actually a blessing for, for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was all, hold on just a moment. Okay. No, let's see. 
Can you get it, love? Okay. Anyway, he's trying to protect me from the gnats. <laughs> anyway, um, so the the um, the blessing of it all um, is that that it caused it, it was just a halt, right? Mm -hmm. And I and I recognize something that really uh, in prayer that that the Lord was speaking to me. It came scripture Matthew eleven mm -hmm. verse I believe it's twenty eight to thirty, and God says, "Come to me, all who are." Um, are burdened. Yeah, burdened. And yeah. I he says, Come to me who are who are is gentle and, and you know, he speaks to himself, describes himself as gentle and humble. And I will give you rest. And he says that his his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Mm -hmm. And how that just I needed to hear that because in the day-to-day, -day, there just seems that, you know, we wake up so early, we have prayer, we go to work, and, you know, we, we're doing all these things. Not to say they're bad things or good things, mm -hmm. but it's just the pace in which we do them mm -hmm. that it almost allowed me to have the stop, just pause and reassess the pace in which we, we do everything. And so I think that really going forward, I like to reevaluate just my pace Mm -hmm. To really go gentle, be gentle with myself and my schedule, and to fit the things that I really enjoy and that feeds my soul, feeds my heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say that would be the same. I think that's something that we really embrace was the prioritization of the things that really mattered the most. I mm -hmm. think during this time of uncertainty and anxiety and you know fear to a certain degree, there's what really matters. Mm -hmm. And I think reprioritizing our life um, to where it speaks to that, mm -hmm. I think was one of the, the blessings of coming out as we are coming out of this shelter in place. Yeah, you know, you, you share fear. Um, and I think that for the most part, when any time that you feel uncertainty, that's a common reaction, a common emotion. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like during this time, God was really asking to trust. Mm -hmm. Right, we celebrate Divine Mercy Sunday, mm -hmm. and you think about the image of Divine Mercy mm -hmm. and the the words that are at the bottom. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus, I trust in you, and and it's interesting when we feel this emotion. It's just about handing over this unsettling times, not knowing really what's going to happen, mm -hmm. but knowing that God, in His permissive will will always will the good, and it's for our sanctification. Mm -hmm. Whether if we look at it, we think, oh, Lord, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if this is going to be a good thing. We can trust in our Father who just wants what's best for us, mm -hmm. for our marriage, for our family life, for the good of society. Mm -hmm. And ultimately what's going to get us back to Him. That's right. right. As far as, like you said, the, the, the sanctification of our souls. So I would say definitely prioritization and just an opportunity to reevaluate that and assess that. And hopefully you did the same in your own, or you are doing the same, right? That you are taking a look at what matters the most, you know, that we don't take for granted the sacraments anymore. That's right. That, the, you know, being stripped of these things and, and going without, um, maybe you did. Maybe you just kind of approached it in a very nonchalant way and, and hopefully that'll change for you. And that, that would be our prayer. I think the other thing that um, coming out of the, out of this shelter in place in this quarantine time would be um, the family time, right? Mm -hmm. The focus on family time. You know, we've always been good about having dinner together, but, you know, we've been blessed in this time where, where we've really... Shared all shared, meals yeah, together. Yeah, shared every meal together. Mm -hmm. um, 
worked out together, prayed together. Um, it just became really a monastic way of living, you know, mm -hmm. where we'd all go to ourselves when we had to, as far as working or going to school from home, but then just spending time together. Mm -hmm. And I think um, doing that a little bit more intentionally and deliberately mm -hmm. and not taking it for granted. And, it, you know, one meal's nice. I mean, that's more than a lot of people nowadays. And I think that's a problem. Um, but to be able to share you know, multiple meals, but just really focusing on family time. That's right. Making but going into that transition, really that wasn't, that was a um, almost a natural thing to mm -hmm. do, mm -hmm. is to share our meals together. And I think that we're blessed because we've been very disciplined. Mm -hmm. I think about being a disciple and, and just the, the teaching of it all, right? This is what the Latin root of disciple means yeah. to... A learner. Yeah. A learn, learn or teach. And so really having various structures in place mm -hmm. to, it was really, a, um, I guess, a framework for us in terms of moving forward. So even though I, I didn't have to wake up early, having the structure of prayer time, we always had that as a priority. So still waking up early to do morning prayer, still getting up ready to go to work, even though I didn't have to go into the to the office, mm -hmm. still doing those things, but now being able to, when I have my um, lunch, when I was typically at work, now I can join that with my family and I, all of us coming together, having our breakfast together and then coming together at, um, at dinner. The other thing too is that we typically had mass either in the morning, early in the morning or in the evening, but now we were able to have it in the middle of the day. So mm -hmm. we're thankful for all of our shepherds who were willing to streamline the masses, especially at the noon hour, so then that way we can have mass during our lunch. And then it was a nice way to really reassess our day. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another thing I'd like to move forward is in that, in that middle of the day, what can I do? Can I be intentional about that to kind of reassess how things are going? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we were good always about bookending. You know, the beginning of our day, we start off in prayer. In the evening, we end in prayer. So to have that middle check-in um, with the live stream mass was, was definitely a blessing and to continue that on, mm -hmm. right? Um, obviously, if we can't get to, to mass um, in the middle of the day, but at least a intentional reevaluation and assessment of or evaluation of where, what have we done so far? Mm -hmm. uh, or how far have we fallen thus far? That's right. right. And what do we need to do to get back on track? Mm -hmm. Yes. The other thing too is when you go back, you know, at the beginning, you talked about how COVID really, when we heard about shelter in place, how it impacted our life. And I think that from working from home, doing all those things, whereas isn't an inconvenience to have, try to create space for your, you know, all of your different, um, office supplies, what have you. Sure, but we can we could do that. The thing that really hit me was not having mass. I think that that was even a shock for me. I wasn't mm -hmm. expecting that because to mm -hmm. me and my life, it's so essential. Mm -hmm. In our life, it's so essential being daily communicants. I could not believe that we are gonna suspend mass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, being without the sacraments, I mean, where you think about uh, daily Daily communicants, as often as we could, we were weekly confessors, weekly adoration. Um, I mean, it really rocked us pretty good, and, you know, um, and it continues. Obviously, we're not back to that point now. There's just little things, but it's it's been a challenge because when you're as 
broken individuals who need the grace of God. And we that's why, you know, you talk about if there was ever proof for the sacraments not just being a symbol, this time was very much that case where the struggle was real, mm-hmm. you know, being without the sacraments. And so it really rocked our world. And I think, yeah, um, partaking in it more often um, is probably going to be something once, you know, we, the floodgates are open uh, mm-hmm. that to make sure that we don't take it for granted as uh, even if we didn't think we did before. I think uh, it's just going to be embracing it and uh, all the more. Yes. The one thing I really appreciate, though, is that you took your role as Bishop of her home very seriously. Mm-hmm. And there's something that you did when you recognize, <clears throat> okay, we're not going to be able to go to Mass. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be able to be in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Mm-hmm. And so there is something that you, you did that was, I thought, just a game changer. Yeah, I think, um, so what Nicole is referring to is converting our guest room into a chapel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some of you have seen uh, some of those pictures that I've posted, and I'm st- I still owe everybody kind of like the chapel reveal. Um, but I was able to, to, we talked about it, about converting, and, and, you know, because, and kind of backing up just a little bit, we were so used, because we're just down the street from our home parish, we have perpetual Eucharistic adoration, we have access to the church, we're daily communicants, so you kind of had this, this separate uh, sacred space that was obviously the church. And not being able to go there and then all of a sudden your little spots in your house your bed even though you had the icons and the different reminders you know we have um well our Our lady of knots wasn't there before but even though we had the the, our marion room right behind us and things within our own room it just wasn't the same our our kids were used to uh, being franciscan having a chapel within their own dorm and it you know it just didn't feel right Mm -hmm. and so having a, a sacred space was something that I felt was necessary. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll have to do a chapel reveal, but that was really what we did is we, you know, we got a, uh, you know, an altar, um, you know, we found a thing that served as an altar, got candles, got a crucifix, got a, um, even an incenser, um, you know, crucifix painting, you know, our Blessed Mother statue, St. Joseph statue, uh, Divine Mercy um, painting, as well as all of our patron saints. And so we, you know, reached out to different uh, resources to be able to get all of our patron saints so that way that room is really a a place of of sacred time and space. And now we have spiritual reading up there, our Bibles, our catechism, different spiritual books up there. And it was, uh, I think where this hit home was just the other night where, you know, uh, we were all we were getting ready to go in there, and you go in there, and you know uh, our son, our youngest son, and his fiance is in there praying the rosary. You go in there to start getting ready for our night, evening prayers. Our oldest son comes in because he's got his meditation he's gonna do, and then I show up, and you know, so they we're all in there, and there's space in there, and then we all were in our our time with God. Yeah, it's been such <clears> a blessing, <throat> and I think that you know knowing your role and how important it is for you to lead our family. Mm-hmm. And showing our our kids what that looks like in terms of having a strong prayer life Mm -hmm. and the the kids are just following suit. Mm -hmm. I think it has a lot to do with over time. It's just the consistency. Mm -hmm. You know, you've been consistent in terms of prayer life. Our kids have not not always had their own devotions as they do now. Mm -hmm. It's developed over time, but it really takes consistency in modeling it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, so for the men out there, um, it's really important that we do take that role as bishop and priest of our home. 
and that our kids see that. They saw the importance. And I think that's a beautiful thing I could say is that our family knows the importance of a chapel now, mm-hmm. right? That we, we've spent time and effort and money mm-hmm. in, in pointing forth and um, the, the blessings upon our home and upon our children's life to be able to witness that is it's just been huge. I mean, mm-hmm. it's still pouring forth now. Mm-hmm. So very grateful. But I would say, yeah, prayer. And, and it's up to our, even our prayer time. Mm-hmm. Um, for, all, you know, for all of us here, that there's a sacred time and a sacred place. So it's really beautiful to see our kids participate in that and, and to experience that as well. So if you can do it, do it, right? Mm-hmm. So the men out there, go after it, right? Um, uh, Nicole gave me the permission and and I kind of went bonkers on it. So, uh, you know, praise be to Jesus Christ for that one. Uh, but it's, it's been, that's definitely one of the takeaways is having that sacred space now uh, allows us to continue on that path of keeping that as a part of our life and a priority in our home. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And that's something that I would like to continue. Mm-hmm. You know, just being able, I, I honestly, I underestimated the value of having a sacred, um, a, a sacred place, mm-hmm. you know, I was able to pray. Prior to that, we we prayed all over in the house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in terms of the room, I didn't. I really underestimated the value in having a room set aside for this. It's been, it's been wonderful. So, moving forward, I'm mm-hmm. so thankful that you did it, and that I want to continue having our time there. Whether it's we've been having mass there, hopefully we we'll go back to church to have our mass. But we can go in there and do all the, you know our rosary and our um, uh, divine office and just various prayers and meditation and reading as you're leading to a but a different spiritual readings. Yeah, yeah. That the the other thing I'm I'm laughing at. Sorry about the beep there. Just normal house, right? <laughs> um, the uh, one thing I. I kind of brought to mind is, you know, the the jokes of the kids, right? Like, what do you got? You know, they would kid with Nicole and I, they'd be like, oh, what do you guys got the room reserved from like eight to 10 or what? You guys are just kind of, you know, so we they noticed we're spending a lot of time in there. And um, I would say the other thing too is, you know, uh, I was starting off my, my days, right? In a yes. little holy hour in the morning um, there. And that was how I was kicking the days off. Mm-hmm. And that's been game changer as well. So I think the... Uh, Nothing will ever replace, right, the being before the Blessed Sacrament. Right. But having a sacred space in your home, fellas out there, it's game changer for your for your home. Mm-hmm. And to see the priest of our home on their knees and praying and That's leading right. and leading your families in prayer. You know, my, my uh, older son would wake up and they know I'd be in that chapel, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's something to be said when we as the fathers of our home, the spiritual heads of our home, on our knees first thing in the morning mm-hmm. to start to start the day. That, mm-hmm. That's going to change your family life in a huge uh, and impactful way, mm-hmm. for sure. Right. The other thing that I really appreciated, too, is during this time, yeah. we started making use of different rooms, different space in our home. We cleaned up th- certain things. Yeah. Purging, for sure. Yeah. Yes, which has been really nice. My honeydew list that we were working on for so long. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So... We, one of the things, just for an example, is we have been using uh, our backyard for, an, you know, John has done certain things just so it could be a, a space that we want to go out there and spend time. 
And so that's been such a gift. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that we tried to do because we were in shelter in place, as you know, we weren't able to leave our homes. And so um, I can see with the kids, they were starting to get, starting to get bother them. They were um, wanting to go out and kind of get a little antsy. And so what I did is I thought about having themed destination parties. So um, one day when I saw them, you know, kind of down and I said, hey, next weekend, why don't we go to Hawaii? And they're looking at me like, what? And I said, yeah, we're going to make, dad and I will make Hawaiian food, we'll listen to Hawaiian music, we'll dress up, Hawaiian desserts, all that good stuff, and we'll play games. And so that's what we did. And so that from there on, we've gone to, you know, the Caribbean, Thailand, whatever. We want to continue to do that. Just having a nice way to, I mean, really come together, play games, mm -hmm. um, and celebrate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, using our space mm -hmm. well and using that space to really um, leisure time with the family. You know, I think it's just ways that we can grow in our bonds and our relationships. And I think that if, if there's anything that, that we can take from this, it's our growth and relationship with God and with one another. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that being said, we hope that... Um, as we get into whatever the new normal looks like, that you also reflect on those things that were good takeaways for mm -hmm. you and what are you going to implement, mm -hmm. you know, um, moving beyond this time of quarantine and shelter in place. What are the things that you can improve upon in your life? Have you reevaluated and assessed your own priorities in your life? And so we challenge you to do so. I think um, if this wasn't an eye opener for us all to where the things that you thought were important really weren't, mm -hmm. um, especially for some of you who have suffered during this time, whether that be health, uh, material-wise, whatever it may be, you're definitely in our prayers, but we just challenge you to, to assess and take with you what you want to take forward as far as quarantine. And um, we are grateful for, again, for you joining us. So be sure to like, subscribe, comment, let us know what it is that you wish for us to talk about. And don't forget for the next episode to bring a drink of toast. We'll be, we'll be toasting to you and Bless you on this week.